welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Breaking 90 podcast. I'm here today with my co-host, Jerrica Rydell, and we are the coaches of Breaking 90 Fitness, here today with another episode. Hey, Jer, how you doing? Hey, Alex. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Um, I did something the other night that I know you would love because you've talked about um, you've talked about the cold bass and how you like the cold bass a lot. So we went to uh, we went and actually went to the Scandinav spa and did the the hot cold bass. Have you ever done one of those before? Oh yeah, yes I have. Um, this is the first time that we've done it, and it, let me tell you, that is amazing. <laughs> it's, don't you feel like a completely different person? It's actually insane. Did you follow the right steps? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. Like we insane. we followed it to a T. We did like they said do three to five rounds. We did five rounds. Um, we tried the sauna, the steam room, the hot tub. We did the cold bath each time in between with like the relaxation. It was awesome. Um, felt so, so great. Uh, I would love to just like, I was like thinking about how I could squeeze a sauna into my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, every time I leave one of these places, I'm like, hey, it's on my phone. It's like, I'm researching how to get a sauna. How can I buy one? They're pretty expensive though. Yeah. But um, I do try to incorporate it. It's still very hard for me, but I do try to incorporate it a couple times a week just because I feel so good. So, so good. One of my friends actually converted a chest freezer into an ice bath. Yeah, so, I've done, there's tons of things online to tell you how to do it. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. you don't always have to be buying ice. Yeah, exactly. Because I bought, I mean, the winter, it's a little bit easier, but I bought one of those bigger like horse feeding tubs. Yeah. Um, and then there's something you can buy on Amazon where it keeps the water moving so it doesn't actually freeze in the winter. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me, but it's insa- insanely cold, of course, because it's freezing temperatures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can only imagine. But I just, I actually, side note, I just went out um, to Alberta and I went into the glacier fed lakes into the water. It was, that was the coldest ice bath I probably had ever done. It was so cold. I did that out there one time too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lake, awesome. Lake Louise, we swam in. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it though. Feels good. Awesome. Um, so today I want to talk about, uh, as we approach holidays and, and, and there's lots of different holidays this time of year that people, people typically struggle with. So not, not any holiday specific, because I know, um, some of our listeners celebrate different holidays and there's, uh, there's, th- this can be a struggle at any holiday. Um, but as we approach this season that has lots of different holidays, um, just preparing and and what that kind of looks like and how to how to mm-hmm. how to really do a great job through the holidays. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, we can, are we we can tackle it. Are we tackling this in a way that for someone who's got specific goals, um, or just to keep it from maybe not having to start all over come the new year? Is that kind of what we're thinking? Yeah, I mean, most people listening to this, I think their overall goal is fat loss, but I think we should, we should definitely approach it from a sustainable fat loss route, right? Like, like we're not talking about fixing your whole life in the next two months, we're talking (laughs) about like, how to turn this into a lifestyle, and um, come out ahead in the long run. Cool. Yeah, I like it. Um, So I think there's a saying 
there's a saying that I think is a, an important one, but your your progress isn't going to be made from the days between Christmas and New Year's. Your progress is going to be made from the days between New Year's and Christmas, right? So it's not it's not those five days between Christmas and New Year's that are going to have a massive, massive impact. I'm not telling you to write them off. It's way more important that you take care of the other 360 days between New Year's and the next Christmas. Um, I think right. that's a good way to start to start this message. And like you mentioned, there's like however many days between Christmas and New Year's. And, and then for those that are listening, most of you, I'm assuming, have kids, right? A lot of you are busy moms and the kids are off for what, like two weeks? Yeah. Is that what they get? Yeah. So, and, and right. And looking at it as if, sure, the kids are off for two weeks, but it's not a two week holiday for you, right? Because if we, if we go completely out of routine and off the walls for two weeks, um, we're likely going to see some changes that we're not, that aren't sustainable that we don't want to see. So, um, and we can dig into the specific you know, uh, if you're celebrating Christmas or whatever meals you celebrate and sit down. And, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts with Thanksgiving meals and, and how to navigate those specific big events. But I don't want us thinking that in the entire two weeks is a two week period that we can go crazy and expect to um, still see maybe us see no changes. For example. And, and honestly, this like, it's not even just Christmas, New Year's. Like I said, obviously, there's people listening who celebrate different holidays. But like, for some people, it's like, Halloween happens. And they're like, well, American Thanksgiving's right around the corner, if you're an American listener. And then American Thanksgiving happens. And it's like, well, Christmas is right around the corner. And then New Year's is right around the corner. And then we're going on a little vacation in January. So all of a sudden, like, instead of writing off what could be probably two big meals, two big days has become like two months <laughs> right yeah it's it's so true your, your long-term sorry your long-term no, success in this journey is going to be determined by your bounce back ability how how well you can get right back on track after any obstacle or setback honestly you can eat whatever you want on that one day and it's not really going to have that big of an effect. It's, I'm not telling you to do that if that's not in line with what you want to do. But truthfully, one day is never going to make or break you. Absolutely. And I was just going to say that in the, you know, the one Thanksgiving meal and maybe the two Christmas meals and th those three meals in the course of X number of months, if you did really indulge and enjoy yourself, but you were able to wake up the next day, drink your water, get back to routine, whatever your goals were, it, it will, in the grand scheme of things, will not affect what your, let's say, fat loss goals are. Now, if that turns into a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or like you said, like it just kind of keeps the bounce back ability is not there to the next day and the day after, then that's where we're starting to see um, the changes that we may not be looking for. Um, so I would just say the I just mentioned the routine, but keeping some sort of routine during these holiday periods of whatever might be a few months or weeks, but keeping as much routine as you can until those, those specific events actually do occur. Yeah. There's, so there's two things here. I'm going to write down, um, 
I'm going to write down one so I don't forget. Um, I got a message from a client the other day who said like they took their very first, we call it an O day, but they took their very first O day, their first day kind of off plan, off track from, from what they do consistently. And we're so discouraged by how the scale reflected as a result. And this is one of the biggest things gets, that's going to throw people off during this holiday season is that they're going to have that big meal and see what the scale looks like the next day or two and be so discouraged. All this hard work that I've put in now has gone out the window from one day. Well, the truth is, I mean, we, we don't need to get right into water retention today. I know we've talked about it lots and we, we cover it in different episodes, but like this is all water retention, guys. Like no matter how much you eat during that day, probably 95% of what the scale is showing you is going to be water retention. If you ate an extra 3,500 calories, which I mean, like I know I could do it, but I don't think most of our listeners could do it. <laughs> um, you might've gained one actual pound that day. Uh, but other than that, it's water retention. When that scale goes up three, four, five, six pounds, it's water retention. Drink lots of water, eat lots of vegetables, move on. It will come down as long as you bounce back. Absolutely. And I think that's what happens with people who don't know what you just said or aren't listening or aren't a client with a coach. They don't understand that. So then when they see that scale go way up, it's like now we're circling into the all or nothing mentality or it's like everything I did was for nothing. I might as well just, you know, eat all the leftovers from yesterday and indulge with the kids and, and you know, not even return to my routine because what's the point, right? And that's what we get a lot. What's the point if, but they don't understand that if they just got back to routine in three to five days, they'll probably see the same number they saw last week. Maybe it might even go back down. Like you, you just never know. Um, everybody's a little bit different in terms of how many days it takes to come off that high sodium, high water retention meal when we celebrate. Uh, but just consistency, going back to the basics, back to routine, it, it will return back to your normal. Yeah, and and we it's easy to get into that mindset that like I'll just start fresh on January 1st because it's the day that everybody starts fresh but we talked about that 3500 calorie surplus creating one extra pound right like so maybe on that one big meal you ate 3500 extra calories so you gained one pound one true pound the rest is water weight if you are saying now I'm going to wait till January 1st now you're probably eating about five or 600 extra calories every day, meaning every seven days from there, you're gaining another pound, right? Where, where there's a lot of days in between those big holiday meals where you could probably stay on track, stay to your plan, if you really reinforce that, that bounce back ability, if you will. Um, I yeah, and talk- I think it's important to, and again, we, oh. you're good you're good go ahead okay and I said I just think it's important too to just touch on little little ways that they can do this because you know when we get to these holidays and families around that we haven't seen in a long time and the kids are home like I understand that it's hard like I, I know it it's hard to stay on track like I can't sit here and say you know you should be eating this when everyone else is eating that like that's not the idea but it might be that your portions are smaller you know, it might be that you are prioritizing water before having those extra glasses of wine with the family. Like it's making those small little changes that over the course of X number of weeks or however long you're celebrating for, um, it's those little 
routine changes that we're, we're consistently making that will make a difference and that won't kind of make you want to start all over on January 1st. Yeah, I would encourage most people through these difficult seasons to push yourself into a maintenance phase. Um, honestly, like if we're looking at this journey from a sustainable standpoint, then one week or two weeks in your journey isn't going to make that big of a difference long run if we can still stay on track. So instead of like being like, I'm still going to keep making as fast of progress through these two weeks. Um, what does maintenance kind of look like for you? I know for, for an easy reference, a lot of people sit in about a 500 calorie deficit during a fat loss phase so that every seven days you're losing a pound. Well, if you added those 500 calories back onto your days, now you're not losing or gaining anything, but 500 extra calories per day is, is a lot of extra wiggle room rather than just being like, I can't, I can't stick to this at all. Right. So consider what a maintenance phase could look like for you to get through that where you're not going to make any progress, but you're also not going to lose any progress. I think that's, that's really important um, for most people to consider. And it's, it's realistic for most people to consider. I'm really glad you touched on that because, you know, we do have a lot of clients and listeners who typically really hammer down when the kids go back to school in September, right? So they're like, okay, I'm ready to go. We're back to routine. And now they're maybe in a fat loss phase, September, October, November, they might've seen five to 10 pounds of fat loss already when they're approaching December. And it's like, okay, so I've hit that five to 10 pound fat loss. And then like you mentioned, they hit the holidays for two weeks and that might be enough. They may have gained five pounds if they didn't have this conversation about maybe it's worth having that maintenance phase. And I'm really glad you mentioned that. So instead of thinking that I need to keep losing during this time, they just keep that five to 10 pounds of loss and hover at that maintenance. So that when they start to want to go hammer back down into routine again, probably once the kids go back to school, um, they're still in that loss from September and they don't have to feel like they're starting, like they've regained everything they worked hard for from that first part of the year or second, I guess, first part of the school year. Yeah, somebody asked me the other day, what what is realistic to, what's sustainable to stay in a fat, fat loss phase or to stay in a calorie deficit? And I think I think for most people, it should be, I think our, our bodies naturally are going to make us do this with either injuries, illness, um, family gatherings, setbacks, holidays. We're going to just naturally build in these maintenance phases where we kind of go a little bit off track. But if you're the person that just grinds, grinds, grinds like 365 days a year, then you need to build in these little maintenance phases in order to make this sustainable. You can't 365 days of the year be making progress. You can for sure make progress, maintain, make progress, maintain, make progress, maintain. Um, but you're, gonna, you're going to drive yourself into the ground if you're trying to make 365 days of progress. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what we found with our clients is that basically, if you can stay 80% compliant or better on your nutrition, you can continue to make progress. So what that looks like for most people is that they, they choose one day per week where they go off nutrition a little bit. Um, we call it taking an O day, but they go off nutrition a little bit and this isn't an excuse to binge on that day. We don't, we don't look at it like a cheat day. We don't look at it like I'm going to just go crazy and then get back on track tomorrow. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to eat till I'm content. I'm going to allow myself to have a little bit of things that I wouldn't normally. And then I will get back on track tomorrow. 
That's what those those other 20% of days should look like. Now, coming into a holiday season, we need to shift that around. We always need to be looking forward. We need to look, okay, this, I've got three big meals coming up at the end of the month. I'm going to plan for those three big meals to be off track, knowing that I can I need to be 80% compliant with my nutrition or better. That means about six days per month, you can kind of go off track. So I've picked those three days. Now I have three other days throughout the rest of the month to use. Rather than just getting into your routine where every Thursday night and Saturday night, you, you allow yourself to go off track. And then the end of December comes and you're like, oh crap, I didn't really budget for these three, four or five big gatherings that well um yeah do you have anything you want to add there yeah no i'm glad you brought that up because we always talk about looking at your calendar weekly um when you're planning but especially in these big months it's yeah we got to look at the whole month and like put it out in front of you like actually print it out and be like okay this day and this is what we encourage our clients to do like mark the days that you know in advance as towards the end of the month like literally put an o on it to say okay now i can that doesn't count. I need to take that into consideration this week. And maybe that means I'm, I'm hitting seven days this week because I really want to. And that's how you'll still see progress. Now, understanding that if you still took that O day this week and you'd already planned for all of the rest at the end of the month, that might end up being some type of maintenance, uh, maintenance time and period in your, in, your, in your fat loss journey because now you're under that 80% right yeah. so when you're under that 80 percent, you might not still see progress um but it just it all depends on and also the um the intensity of those o days as well yeah yeah and maybe you've set your goals too strict right like if you if you aren't able to stay 80 percent compliant you it's there's probably a good chance that you've set your goals you've set your guidelines and goals a little bit too restrictive um for for the time of year the situation that you're in yeah, awesome. I always just like to remind people to put these extended holidays, like instead of just when we say holidays, typically, I think like one day is the holiday. But when I think towards the winter holidays, I think they're extended in terms of they almost feel like weeks long. Um, when they when it comes down to these specific meals with family or when the kids are home, make sure we're not skipping meals. I just want to throw that in there because it's mm -hmm. something that we see so often. It's like, you know, I know tonight I have this big event with all my families down. And so I'm not going to eat breakfast or lunch so that I, I can save all my points is what we use, but, or calories for that specific meal. So I can stay on track, but this is what typically results in even more of a binge. Um, so just trying to wake up and, and see the morning and the lunch as your typical routine day, get your protein in, get your water in and just continue your day as if it's normal but maybe that does mean you're going to have a higher protein or a higher fruits and vegetable breakfast and lunch but you're still feeling full and satisfied so that you're not approaching these big meals with um insane starvation feeling where you're just gonna kind of shove way more in yeah if you can prioritize protein fruits vegetables and water um you're gonna crush it if you can, it's it's very easy to say this is an O day or this is a cheat day or this is a day where I'm not following my nutrition guidelines, so I won't follow any of them. But if you say, okay, no, this is going to be an O day, I'm going to eat a little bit extra, but I will still ensure I get my protein, fruits, vegetables, and water in. It's probably going to be a very good day, and that's not that's not that big of an ask. 
um, in my opinion, to, to still do that. What I would encourage you guys, if you're going to somebody's house, if you're going away, if you're, if you're not in control of the food, make those variables controllable, right? Like go to the grocery store, get some vegetables, go to the grocery store, get protein bars or beef jerky or protein shakes. Make, like maybe it's not your ideal choice for protein, but make it so that you still have control over those factors. If I'm going out to somebody's house and I know it's going to be a low protein dinner, have a protein shake right before I go guarantees I'm getting in my protein, regardless of what they serve. Is my nutrition going to be perfect that day? No, but at least I've controlled that one variable. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And and for those that are listening, we talked so much about nutrition, but over the holidays, but I just want to touch on movement as well. Like you might be in a consistent movement schedule throughout this month and leading up to it. And then your family's home and it kind of throws you out of whack and, you know, you might not be get, able to get out as much as you were, um, but try to find things that you can do with them that still gets you out of the house or moving. That's kind of like always my biggest recommendation. And hey, usually most of us that are listening, our winters are pretty brutal. So we usually stay inside more. So try to find activities outside or things we can do elsewhere with the family that's still getting um, movement in um, because that's typically something that drops um, uh, considerably over the holidays because we're just we stop moving because family's home and we're eating more so not only are we eating more but we're moving less and that's where we see those bigger changes occur that we're not looking for so if we can just keep that movement up um, that can help um, save those changes as well yeah use use the volume knob <laughs> analogy right like if you're always rocking at like a seven out of ten and then the holidays come you don't need to put it on mute you don't need to go to zero to ten there's a whole range in between zero and seven where you can still exist and still make a little bit of progress. Maybe I'm not getting my workout in four days a week, but I certainly could commit to a 20 minute walk most days, um, which, which is absolutely better than nothing. I had a client the other day, I suggested doing a five minute stretch on a terrible weather day. And they said like, what's, what's the point of a five minute stretch? What's that going to get me? Well, truthfully, do you believe that a five-minute stretch is better than sitting on the couch? Everybody's <laughs> going to say yes, right? It's still moving your body. Is it the best thing possible? No, it's not. But it's so much better than nothing. Don't get stuck in that all or nothing. Yeah, our bodies are meant to move. And just we always need to think about how we feel after we move. We always feel so much better, even if we didn't want to do it beforehand. A five-minute stretch can give you those endorphins and that, that feeling to after you exercise or move it's just so good it's good for our bodies yeah um i think the last thing i'll add to this whole holiday chat is is something that you've mentioned lots in the past but um control control what is available as much as possible by bringing one of the dishes right nobody's gonna care if you show up with an extra dish of food <laughs> everybody's gonna be like oh sweet thank you for doing that and now you have complete control over what that dish entails um i love that strategy especially if it is a potluck type of thing but even if it's not it's like hey guys i brought a salad like people are gonna love that <laughs> absolutely and especially in a world where you know it's so normal to have for everyone to have different dietary restrictions so it, even if it's not a potluck it's it's normal for people to bring their own things to meals because we all have different dietary restrictions well for you that just might be I want to have more protein in my meal. So I'm bringing pulled chicken to the meal today or whatever it might be. And that's, it definitely is a strategy I use often. Yeah. Yep. I love it. 
Okay, so my tip today, it actually kind of lines up with this topic, but it's it's finding the easiest way forward. So we often, we talk about our bare ass minimums and, and what that basically means is not getting caught in that mindset of trying to compare to the best point in your life or the absolute most you can do, but instead look at what is the absolute least that I could do. Even in my worst week possible, what could I commit to rather than zero, right? So a uh, couple examples of this. Somebody somebody the other day asked me if like hummus is okay with their vegetables. Well, because they don't really like vegetables plain, but they'll eat their vegetables with, with hummus. So this this is an impossible answer just to give you a definite yes or no, by the way, like like don't get me wrong. Um, there's, there's a lot of gray area here, but hummus, hummus is great. It's super nutritious. It is a little bit more calorie dense than some other options, but is it better than what you were currently doing? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I haven't been eating any vegetables. So then you don't need me to answer that for you, right? Like, like if you're substituting fast food for hummus and vegetables, don't ask anybody's permission. Do that. That is a huge improvement. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other one was like those, those order, those food orders, like things like chef's plate and HelloFresh and, um, good food box. Yeah. Good food. Those things like, are they perfect? No. Uh, is it better than what you have been doing? If yes, then it's do it. Like if anything's going to make your life easier, and put you in a better position, do it. Do it without even asking permission. If then you get to the point where now you're not progressing and that's your norm, then we can look at what the next step forward looks like. You might not hit all of your goals with like something like HelloFresh without tweaking some of the recipes, things like that. But if it's better than what you've been doing, do it. If it's gonna make your life easier, always look for the easiest way to move forward. Awesome. So true. All right. That's it, guys. Uh, I hope you found this helpful coming into the holidays. I know this is a, a typically difficult time of year for everyone. If you're struggling, if you're looking for some guidance, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, the time to take action is when you're motivated. So I know, I know we're going to have tons of you guys reach out January 1st to start. But if you're motivated and looking for guidance, reach out now. We'll, we'll help you navigate this holiday season. Um, we've done it with plenty of people in the past and we're going to do it with plenty more in the future um if you enjoyed this episode if it resonated with you please make sure you comment like share it wherever you're listening uh we appreciate you guys sharing it with your friends so that we can grow our audience here um yeah thanks have a great day thank you